Pro Group Management. Workers' Comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers on broadcast today from Barrett Gold to the Lindsay Institute. Michael Brown joins us here for the whole show on the all-new Nevada Newsmakers. Merry Christmas to everybody at the Winnemucca Big R. Merry Christmas from Big R Love Lock. Merry Christmas from the Fallon Big R. Merry Christmas from Big R Fernley. Merry Christmas from all of us at Big R Sparks. Merry Christmas and a whole lot more. It's the $200,000 Cars and Cash giveaways at Carson Valley Inn. Cash and prize drawings Thursdays and Saturdays. Plus, win a 2023 Ford F-150 or we'll pay you cash instead. Don't miss your chance to play and win. Cars and Cash at the Carson Valley Inn. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NV Energy, we've always powered what's important to you, but we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low, and our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way, because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. As you know, Reno is booming. Toll's development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development, building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Toll's development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com. Save money and take transit. Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad, a no-holds-barred political forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shad. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we're delighted to welcome back to the program Michael Brown. Uh, you probably are familiar with him from his time with Barrett Gold Corporation. He was also Director of Business and Industry for the State of Nevada and Director of the Nevada's Governor's Office of Economic Development, or GOED, under former Governor Steve Sisolak. Um, it is a pleasure to have you back on the program now, sir, with the Lindsay Institute and Brookings Mountain West. Pleasure to have you back. It's, it's great to be here. I haven't failed at many things, but retirement was one of them. After Well, well, good for you, and, and I'm on the team here. Um, let's start out with, uh, by the time this show airs, um, the whole world would know that we got $3 billion uh, from President Biden um, for the Brightline train. What are your thoughts now? Because with California and Nevada both approving bonding to be able to make this thing work, it's really going to go. Well, first off, I'm an Amtrak guy. I've used Amtrak between Washington and New York for most of my professional career when I worked on the East Coast. Uh, Brightline uh, was high on my list when I was at business and industry and higher on my list when I was at GoEd. It will be the link uh, we need to really cement the economies between Southern California and Las, Las Vegas. Uh, it's going to help relieve traffic. 
and it's going to bring a really modern, clean transportation system. I actually uh, diverted from a personal trip and took the Bright Line in Miami so that I, I, I can feel comfortable with it. And uh, I, I'm very excited about this opportunity. And, uh, you know, for a lot of Nevadans, it's probably going to be their first train trip. Uh, isn't that true? Um, you know, having traveled in high-speed rail in other countries, um, it just drives me crazy that uh, it's taken so long to get any kind of high-speed rail here, and we're, we're getting it started, uh, but there's much more to come. Um, but, you know, the thing that, another thing that drives me crazy is that California, in a way, refuses to expand I-15, uh, which would help so much. So this is really going to make a huge difference. It will, you know, it's it's a dedicated line, so they won't be competing with freight. It'll just be a passenger line. It'll parallel the freeway, so people are going to see it, and they're going to, as they're sitting in traffic, look at it. You know, <laughs> Steve Hill and Chris Sanchez were were working together to try to iron out some of the some of the pinch points on I-15, but clearly California is not going to be investing more money in freeways. You know, and you would think with all the money that they're investing in the train that goes nowhere. Uh, supposed to be between San Francisco and LA and is stuck in the Central Valley um, and not even a train moving at this point in time. So uh, it would be nice if they would shift some of that money. But anyway, yes, I'm very excited too. And uh, uh, I, I, I should bring, I guess at this point, bring in Ivanpah because that was mentioned as a potential stop on the line. And when I talked to uh, Chairman Jim Gibson of the Clark County Commission, he thought it would be a decade out before Brightline was ready to go. It seems like the timeline could work very well for a stop at Ivanpah. Well, you know, having lived in the Washington DC area, uh, it took 40 years to get the Metro uh, out to Dulles. And here we have an opportunity to do it right at the beginning. Uh, when I was a government official and people were listening to me, I was trying to encourage people uh, to uh, uh, put a stop there encouraged it at the airport. And, uh, you know, when that airport comes to be, you know, we don't need more cars on I-15 at that point. So a train station uh, would be great. You know, there's a train, you can get the Amtrak at Baltimore. Um, it's a good example. Here you have the chance, I think, to put the train really right into the airport complex or um, some form of rail. Right, right. And, and light rail was discussed from the very beginning that uh, you were going to need some kind of transportation between Ivanpah and Las Vegas. Um, you know, one of the things about economic development, especially on the state level that you are so involved in, there are so many things going on that the public does not know about um, and, and, you know, and can't know about because corporations have to work in secrecy until they're able to reveal what's going on. But it seems to me that Ivanpah is going to be, without a doubt, the largest economic development project uh, in the history of the state of Nevada. Would you agree? I do. And it's, it's a very important asset that needs to come to fruition. Um, we have opportunity for industrial development down that way. I think it would be very attractive. You know, if you think about Nevada as a Pacific time zone state with uh, access to the Pacific ports and the Pacific Rim, uh, that location is just going to be optimal for businesses that want don't want to be in California anymore uh, and come over to uh, Southern Nevada. And I was talking to Rosemary Vasiliadis, the head of uh, the airports for Clark County, and she was saying that um, she felt that it would be very attractive also uh, to the freight airlines. Uh, not that they, that's going to be a big freight airport, but because the landing fees could be so much lower that they will be able to take UPS, Amazon, others uh, that fly freight uh, would come out of uh, Ivanpah rather than necessarily coming out of SFO and LAX. Do you agree? 
I do. We have this growing manufacturing and logistics uh, industry here in Southern Nevada. It's kind of out of sight, you know, the industrial parks of Henderson up towards Apex. Um, When I met with them, they need the ability to bring things through customs here and not depend on a port in the Los Angeles area. And so freight will be a very important component of it. Obviously, moving passengers, particularly international travelers, is going to be very important, but uh, there has to be a freight and uh, freight freight clearance process built there. Um, Now, Reno had problems um, with international flights because uh, they had to send customs people from Sacramento uh, to Reno, and that just didn't work out. Um, Do you think that that's going to be an easy clearance for uh, our senators? Uh, Oh, I I absolutely do. And I also just think as Reno embarks on building a new airport, I hope they can revisit that, you know, because uh, both airports need updated. You know, the state's just outgrown them both. Uh, Yeah. And I don't think people in northern Nevada realize the expansion of the Reno airport that's going on right now is going to be massive. It's a a total rebuild. Um, So so I got to ask you this because it just struck me as I was thinking about this interview last night. You know, you've been around Nevada a very long time. Can you believe how Nevada is on fire in a positive way across the entire state right now? Oh, it's amazing. I I like to talk about the state as four sectors. Uh, The I-80 corridor, you know, we have a healthy mining industry up there that's continuing to grow, needs broadband. Our frontier counties, that's where all the energy opportunities are now emerging. Uh, Northern Nevada is become as diversified as Virginia. I mean, what uh, Colonel Kosmierski and the team did up there is just remarkable uh, how they brought Reno back. In fact, there's a, I think there's a television ad or an ad on your uh, podcast that talks about how Reno in 2010 was really a death's door, uh, looking like it was going the way of Youngstown. And then Southern Nevada is is now morphing into a sports community and building a manufacturing and logistics uh, hub here. Yeah, and and that is all picked up. You know, it's great to see finally Apex really taking off. I mean, Roger Norman in Northern Nevada had this brilliant concept of investing in the infrastructure first so you could bring a company in and say, okay, it's all here. When do you want to start and give them a grading permit that day? With Apex, it was like, well, one day the road will be here, one day sewer will be here, but now that's changed. It is. Uh, Mayor Lee and the city management over in North Las Vegas has done a great job. Senator Cortez Masto is moving um, the uh, corridors bill. Uh, I'd been meeting with the BLM director last year trying to get a master plan for Apex on utilities so we didn't have those kinds of delays. Uh, we It is the only thing right now that's kind of holding back, I think, what we could be doing in manufacturing is getting Apex uh, up and up and running. And hopefully that legislation will make it through this Congress. All right, let's take a break. We've got much more to talk about with Michael Brown after this timeout. Tis the season for the Holiday Cash Express at Tamarack Casino. We're trimming the tree with weekly cash giveaways, including a $5,000 winner every Saturday, plus $70,000 in grand prize stocking stuffers, including two $15,000 Holiday Cash winners guaranteed. It's a good time to win at Tamarack Casino. Retail's impact on Nevada's economy? Enormous. 8,600 businesses, large and small, employing 145,000 workers. And last fiscal year, retail paid tax on nearly $60 billion in sales. We're the Retail Association of Nevada. We support retail, we help it grow, and we mean business. R-A-N-N-V dot org. 
Pro Group Management is the place where companies can find workers' comp solutions that are designed to meet their specific business requirements. As regulations evolve, Pro Group takes a proactive approach to clear the path to make sure your business stays ahead of the curve. Knowing your workers' comp program is optimized, you can focus on other important matters related to your growing business. Pro Group Management, workers' comp that works for you. Remember 2010 in Northern Nevada, 13 to 14% unemployment, thousands of homes in foreclosure, Nevada's casinos closing? Families in the Reno Sparks area were hurting. Many were losing everything. Then Story County launched a game changer for our region, a public-private industrial partnership, streamlined permitting slash bureaucracy, attracting Fortune 500 companies that made Nevada their home. Story County generated a river of cash to area communities. Economic studies by the state and others for the Gigafactory consistently show positive economic benefits for our region. $4 billion in local wages, $17 billion in consumer spending and economic activity, over $100 million in taxes to Washoe, Story, Reno, Sparks, and Nevada, just for the Gigafactory alone. Story County, improving Northern Nevada one industry at a time. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Michael Brown. He is with the Lindsay Institute and Brookings Mountain West. Let's talk about mining and, uh, and what it truly means for Nevada. Now, obviously, you had years with Barrick Gold and were very successful. Uh, lithium is now the hot topic, even though gold, of course, is still much larger. Uh, but lithium is the hot topic with Thacker Pass uh, getting past, it seems, most of the legal problems that uh, were being put upon it. Um, what do you think about the state of mining and especially the state of lithium mining in Nevada? Well, the unique thing is, is that when we the silver mines opened, we just had the silver mines. And when the gold mines opened, you know, we didn't get much downstream because the jewelry markets and whatnot were in other countries. Lithium's a complete revolution of the entire automobile sector. And uh, so we are going to be the only state in the nation that has uh, companies operating in all seven parts of the lithium loop, from extraction to fabricating components, to putting the batteries together, to putting the batteries in the car, uh, to recycling. And uh, as I looked across the country, most states have pieces and parts of that. Nevada will have all part, will have companies operating in all parts of that sector. That's incredible strength to have. And, you know, they've created this Nevada Battery Coalition uh, to kind of bring all of that together to operate as a, as a sector. This is a, a terrific opportunity for Nevada. Um, you're a member, or you were at least, a, according to your bio, of the Nature Conservancy. Are you still a member of them? Um, I am not on any boards now. I have oh. a I, when I, I retired, I got off everything. I came back and decided to make a full-on commitment to the university. Okay. Well, um, I, 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 I just... is a wonderful organization. I enjoyed my time with them. Okay. But I, I guess my point is that, that you, you, you were a supporter of the environment, to say the least. Absolutely. I, I get confused between what's going on uh, between uh, the, the environmental movement and... Every time that it seems that, that we try to do something that is helping the environment, suddenly the environmental movement, or at least portions of it, come out and attack the corporations. 
And you've seen this with Ioneer, you've seen this with uh, Thacker Pass, uh, you've seen this with geothermal projects, with ORMAT. I, it's hard for me to understand we're trying to do the right thing, and yet it, it seems like humans are not part of the equation. Oh, you know, I think this is working its way through. You know, um, what's going on right now is a shift from free trade policies to national industrial policy. We're having to do that because the world's changed. You know, we now, uh, Treasury issued uh, regulations on Friday to implement the Inflation Reduction Act because these are now national strategic issues for the long-term interests of the United States. And I think these things are balancing themselves out in a good way. Um, you know, when I was at Barrick, I made a major commitment to corporate social responsibility, major commitment to ESG, brought Barrick uh, to Southern Nevada, put a, 200 people here operating. And so, uh, you know, I, I think these things are actually working their way through. Uh, National Security Council, National Economic Council are all involved in these issues. Uh, 30 years ago, those agencies uh, weren't involved in any of these issues. But it's a, it's a strategic priority of the United States and the only way to address the challenge of climate change. And I, I was pleased to work with the Nature Conservancy on the only sage-grouse mitigation agreement that we signed in the Obama administration. So, um, and so these things can be worked out. Well, I, I, and I, I think that your, your point is well made, um, that there is corporate responsibility. It's not just that people are coming in and raping the land. Uh, we're actually trying to accomplish something uh, that is going to benefit both our state, the country, and the planet. Well, and Nevada was a leader in all of this. Governor Miller put the first reclamation law in place, uh, repeated uh, movements uh, during the Glenn administration, Sandoval administration to strengthen um, those, those requirements. And you have the overarching NEPA process on top of everything. Um, let's talk about uh, now that you're at uh, the Lindsay Institute and Brookings Mountain West, what, what's your brief there? What, what areas are you going to follow? So Brookings made its name, uh, you know, it's it's the premier uh, um, think tank in the world, and Lindsay is the local is a is a local think tank created here through the Lindsay Foundation to work on state and local issues. Uh, I'm doing research right now on kind of governance issues, government modernization. Uh, we had input into the modernization bill that was enacted last year in the legislature. We uh, I'm working on looking at the history of why Nevada is uh, always been kind of phobic when it came to federal grants and hope to have something published next year on that. And, uh, and healthcare, oh my gosh, doing a deep dive into healthcare. It was the one issue that worried me the most when I was economic development director. And, uh, you know, we have an aging population here and we, I, we don't believe we have enough resources in healthcare to uh, serve that population going forward. Oh, no, we don't even have close. I mean, that's been going on for the 40 years plus that I've been in the news business, uh, from mental health to everything else. Everything. Um, we, we never have enough. And now with the population growth, especially in southern Nevada, as stunning as, as it has been and only going to continue, we need more doctors in every field and nurses and technicians. And uh, baby boomers are, you know, they're retiring here, um, and but they're, their health care needs are going to rise, and it's going to rise at a very fast rate. Um, and so we're trying to work on some recommendations to take the legislature and the governor uh, during the next legislative session uh, in the area of health care. Um, you know, in Britain, uh, back in the 60s, uh, they had a shortage of nurses and bus drivers. 
and they put out advertisements in the Caribbean and in India uh, to have people immigrate to England and so that's why you saw a huge diversification of the makeup of England and Great Britain uh, because of that. Um, it did lead to political crises, Enoch Powell in 1968 and the rivers of blood that were gonna come from immigration that thankfully did not occur. Um, but it, it seems like we are constantly stuck on immigration uh, where we can't get anything done, and yet we have needs in so many areas from construction to healthcare and people all around the world who would love to come to this country and help out, but we can't get off the dime in Congress. Yeah, you know, our polarized political climate makes it very hard to deal with complicated issues like immigration. You know, last immigration bill was really, you know, in the Reagan administration, you know. 86. Yeah, yeah, and uh, with, with a little bit of work by George uh, George uh, George W. Bush um, later on, um, you know, it has built a rich and diverse state for Nevada. You know, you look at our demographics. You know, we're a majority minority state. Um, I had one uh, leader in the Hispanic community say to me once, you know, folks come here because they want to succeed. They want to help the state succeed. And, uh, and frankly, we do have uh, shortages in, in construction, shortages in medical um, that our, our rich, diverse state, you know, is, is helping to fill with, with folks that have, have staked their claim out. I mean, my, my ancestors were immigrants. I mean, they came here in the 1650s, but they were immigrants. <laughs> Those are some seriously deep roots. Okay, I have one other thing before we take a break here. Um, Harry Reid uh, told me the reason why uh, we, we fell so uh, low on federal grant matching funds was that Nevada was too cheap to put up their share of the money. It seems to be a variety of reasons, and uh, you know, legislature made some progress on that last session. I'd like to see some more progress. All right, let's take a break. More with Michael Brown when we come back. The Nevada Builders Alliance has been protecting the interests of the construction industry for over 50 years. Our programs save members thousands of dollars every year and allow them to provide much needed benefits to their employees. Our industry also allows Nevada to grow. If you're thinking about a career in the construction industry, reach out. And if you haven't thought of a career in construction, what are you waiting for? We are the Nevada Builders Alliance. Safety is the number one priority for the trucking industry. Over $7 billion a year is spent on technology like this electronic eye that will apply the brakes automatically. But the most important factor for safety is the truck driver. These hardworking men and women who safely move over 70% of our nation's freight and 94% of Nevada's. We thank you because trucks move America forward. For 50 years, Nevada Heating has been keeping people comfortable in their home. At Nevada Heating, call the Do It Right guys and get the heat back on today. Call us today and we'll fix it today. That's the Nevada Heating way. Why freeze for days on end when Nevada Heating can get your furnace fixed today? Call us today and we'll fix it today at 323-5585 or schedule us on our website at nevadaheating.com. 7 at 7 is a newscast built for your smartphone. It's a 7-minute newscast available every weekday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. at LVRJ.com. 
We don't waste your time and we give you the day's top stories. We at the RJ have noticed some similarities between us and a certain BTS character, RJ. Plus the latest in Las Vegas business, weather, health and entertainment news. <laughs> 7 at 7 streaming now on your smartphone. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Michael Brown. He's with the Lindsay Institute and Brookings Mountain West. And the Lindsay Institute, of course, uh, founded by Kirk Kerkorian. And uh, it's amazing be between him and, uh, you know, what we've seen uh, from the money he invested into the state of Nevada, just wonderful things. Um, will you be working with Bo Bernhardt and the Black Fire Group uh, as far as economic development goes? Yes, I'm, I'm working here first with uh, Bill Brown and Dave DeMar. Uh, Dave DeMar leads this uh, organization, and uh, I've been in touch with Bo. We plan on meet uh, on a regular basis going forward. Um, you know, I, I, my sport's rowing. I believe in putting everybody in the boat and trying to row uh, in sync. And uh, and so, you know, that that's kind of the collaboration I like to foster. Um, and And if you could just find a way to plug his energy into the power grid, we would be able to power so many more things without having to spend any more money on developing power plants. Um, <laughs> uh, the Super Bowl is coming. We've just seen F1. Your thoughts on, on what happened with Formula One and your hopes of what will happen with the Super Bowl? Got about oh, a minute. Both are critical. You know, the strip has gone in, in my lifetime from sawdust joints to corporate casinos to the resorts. Um, it was evolving as a mature industry. It needed to reinvent itself. It's reinventing itself with sports and events. Steve Hill and I would collaborate. My job as economic development director was to bring new capital to Nevada. His job was to enhance and build on what we have here. And, uh, and so I think he's doing a remarkable job. Uh, to say the least, um, you know, I've known Steve for a very long time. And you know, in the beginning, he was the concrete company guy at the legislature. Who knew that he would develop into this unbelievable resource for our great state? Michael Brown, thank you so much thank for doing you. this. Please come back, especially as you do more research, and we can follow up on that. That would be great. You have thank, a good you. thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye now. And we'll be right back. Everyone is talking about opioids, but they're not the only drugs that can be harmful if taken in large quantities or not as prescribed. You also need to be aware of side effects from anxiety drugs, muscle relaxants, sleep aids, and stimulants. Mixing prescription drugs with other drugs or alcohol can be dangerous. If you take an Ambien with a glass of wine, it may be enough to stop you from breathing. Prescribed drugs can be just as dangerous as illegal drugs. Take medications only as directed. Brian Culpa Photography was born in the rolling hills of Massachusetts, and now he can help you experience the stunning beauty of Nevada in a whole new way through the power of flight. Flying has always been a passion for Brian, and at Brian Culpa Photography, he can make your imagination soar. Brian has the creative mind and tools to tell your unique story. Experience the bird's eye view at brianculpaphotography.com. Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the Greenhouse Project. It's real, it's growing, and it needs your help. Go online to carsoncitygreenhouse.org so together 
we can grow it forward. Modern Boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suites. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. Thanks for watching Nevada Newsmakers. You can catch us online 24 hours a day at nevadanewsmakers.com or you can download the podcast wherever you like to get your podcast. We'll see you on the next broadcast.